0: My mother, she is a ceramic pottery artist, and my father, he's a painter. So growing in such an environment uh, with creative on a daily basis regarding both of them, I think it uh, influenced pretty much uh, what I am
1: today. Welcome to Make and Decorate, a podcast for makers who love to sew, quilt, and decorate. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Make and Decorate podcast. This is episode 40. And I am Stephanie Socha. So welcome if you're new and welcome back. If you are always here listening, I really appreciate it. And uh, today this episode publishes on December twelfth, uh, which is bringing us right in the middle of December. And uh, yeah, has the panic set in yet <laughs> for the holidays? No matter how much you think you are ahead, at least I'm going to talk for myself, but how much I think I'm ahead, then I think about everything that has still yet to be done. And it's a panic. It's crazy. It is. So anyway, I just, I have to keep making lists and checking things off. And um, that's how I'm going to get through it because, uh, It's just these, okay, first of all, these days are so short because it gets dark at like 420 in the afternoon. But winter solstice is next Saturday. Yay, I cannot wait. Cannot wait. That is such a big mile marker for me in the year, because I just need it. I need to know that the very next day, we're going to have just a little bit more daylight. And every day after that, a little bit more daylight. So, yeah, uh, I'm excited about that. So... um update on holiday tasks. Last weekend, I did complete um, some gifts. I made four bags. Uh, Two of them were the bodega grocery bags and two were the mesh produce bags. And these are patterns from uh, So Sweetness from Herminikins 2 pattern collection. So um, it was interesting because the very, I haven't made this pattern yet before and the very first um, one that I made, uh, her instructions were to um, encase the seam so that they're finished because it's unlined. And it's made from this ripstop nylon fabric. So uh, you kind of, it's a process, and it it takes a a bit of time. So um, you have to, like, cut down... um, part of the seam allowance on the one side and you wrap the other one around it and then you top stitch it down and um, I mean it looks nice it's I think it's what they call the Hong Kong seam Um, but it was just a little more time consuming than I wanted it to be and hey I have a serger so I pulled the serger out and the second bag wow I mean that fold cutting the seam down folding it over top stitching it was just added so much time so if you have a serger and you have these patterns try the serger out it it really saved a ton of time it was a lot of fun and um, the back is a little bit bigger too because you don't lose all of the inches with um, the uh, cutting and wrapping and folding and top stitching Uh, so yeah it looked really nice and I was glad Uh, That that kind of sped up the process. And in fact, I then made the produce bags on the serger as well. So um, speaking of my serger, the lights started blinking on it. And I started to freak out. I'm like, what's going on with this machine? And I thought maybe it was a short in the cord where it hooks up into the machine. Um, But then it actually ended up being just the lights. So I'm going to have to take that in uh, to, I don't know, have the light bulbs changed. They're LED lights. So, um, but anyway, quick scare. And then, um, but the machine actually worked. (laughs) It worked fine. Uh, So, That's done. I've got a few other gifts that I have to make. I did get my supplies in. I ordered some embroidery threads and stabilizer for another um, set of gifts that I'm making that are embroidered napkins. So that is supposed to be um, on the to-do list for this coming weekend. Um, Yeah, there's other things too, but I'm just not going to go through the whole list right now. But I have to tell you guys... (laughs) This week has been a quagmire of technology failure and, oh, just just um, a nightmare. Yeah, it has been a technology nightmare, mainly because my main desktop computer, my iMac, um, is breaking down. It's pretty much uh, out the door uh and um I've talked about this before, uh, if it being vintage, it's a twenty a late twenty eleven imac, and um, what does that make it eight years old or something? yeah, so I guess that's like ancient and computer years, but um, you know, I just need, i'm trying to you know, make it work until it can't work anymore. And right now it's telling me it can't work anymore. <laughs> it can't. And it's because of the operating system. I mean, they get you by not supporting the hardware anymore. So they're not letting it upgrade to the operating systems And then that's when stuff starts going wrong with all of the programs. It's like sporadically it'll connect to the Internet. Maybe, maybe not or not at all. Um, So it just needs to be replaced and I can't replace it right now. So that but it's on the list. You know, it's 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 going to come sometime. I was hoping to, you know, not have to do anything with it until, you know, like six months from now, but um, hopefully maybe within the next three months, I'll be able to do that. But in the meantime, I do have a backup. I have my little bitty, itty bitty 13 inch um, um, MacBook Pro. <laughs> so uh, so then um, I figured out a way to make this um, desktop. So a 21 inch screen is a lot better uh, to do work on than a little tiny 13 inch screen. So I was able to make the, um, my, um, dying desktop, uh, a display monitor, uh, hooked up to my little, um, MacBook Pro. Uh, so that just took research and time and, you know, I am my own IT person, which is a little scary because I know just enough to like not know what I'm doing. And, uh, so, which requires just a lot of time to figure this stuff out. Uh, and in addition to all of this, I am learning all of this new software. Um, the last couple of episodes have been uh, edited um, and done in a different software program. And so I've been learning that. Um, so, uh and I've been learning the new graph. I mean, it's just like a, there's a lot going on in technology in my life. <laughs> and there's a lot of technology, um, just nightmares and failures going on. So uh, anyway, all I wanted to, uh, needed to do is to get this, you know, something working so that I could edit and publish this podcast on the day that it's supposed to, um, publish, which is on Thursday, the 12th. So if you're listening to this on Thursday, the 12th, then I got everything to work. Ooh, okay. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's but you know, all of us go through this, all of us have like these, you know, we love technology. But then when it fails us, it is crippling, and that's a little scary. So that's the downside of technology. But, I mean, it is pretty nice when it does work. We can do some really great things. All right, so, um, oh, I want to let you guys know that my podcast is now on Pandora. So um, it is on all the major players Uh, including Spotify. I know some people listen on there and now you can listen to it on Pandora as well as iTunes. Uh, So don't forget to rate and review on iTunes. It's very, very helpful and I really appreciate all of the ratings and reviews. Um, So uh, speaking of Spotify, Uh, If any of you guys listen to Spotify, you have an account, um, and and I have the free account. Uh, They sent an email out this week, um, and they called it 2019 Wrapped, and it was my year in music, and how my sound changed. Um, Well, they said my sound changed with the seasons, Uh, and in the winter... um, you know, one of the top artists I listen to is Joshua Radin. And um, I really, he's a favorite of mine. It's, he's more of like a, a folk uh, musician. And um, if you've ever seen that movie, Adam, he did uh, most of the songs on that soundtrack. And it's really pretty music, but I love his voice. And um, I love his music. And then moving into spring, (laughs) I was listening to a little bit more classical music. So Yo-Yo Ma was kind of at the top of my playlist. And then moving into summer, I was getting more into uh, rock. And Stevie Nicks was my top artist. I love Stevie Nicks. And um, she was my number one artist. And then like One Republic and... Uh, it's just fun. This whole thing was kind of fun. I saw the Spotify email and I was like almost going to delete it, but then I'm like, oh, let me see what my year in music was. <laughs> and it's actually pretty interesting. Um, and then into the fall, I got retro and I was listening to a ton of 80s music Toto, Madonna, U2. Um, you know, that was my time. Like the 80s was my high school. So that music is really like you know, embedded in my memories and, you know, like for all of us. Um, And then it said that my music um, borders disappear because I've listened to music from 27 countries. uh, And I refuse to let one sound define me because I listen to all kinds of music, which is so true. So I really enjoyed that. If you listen to Spotify and if you've gotten that email but you haven't opened it yet, take a look at it because um, it's actually kind of fun. All right. So um – um I just want to remind everyone about Patreon, the Make and Decorate Patreon page. And I've got a new subscriber. Thank you very much. And thanks to all of my subscribers. Um, It's just so great. And uh, if you can do it, that's wonderful. And uh, it really helps um, with uh, producing this podcast show. And I also have a tier on Patreon for um, professional companies. It's I named that tier in the biz. So, if you are a company that listens to this podcast that is in the sewing, quilting, crafting, decorating industry, you can join on that tier. And uh, we can, uh, you know, I would definitely do um, a spot uh, about like an ad. I mean, it's like a sponsorship. So you would sponsor an episode of the podcast and um, let's say you're a batting company, then, you know, we would we would talk about your company and give you give you a shout out on the show. Um, And then you would get all those bonus episodes as well. So uh, companies, this is a way to do sponsor support for my podcast. And for the Patreon subscribers, the bonus episode is going to come out next Friday. So before I get on to my guest, this is the guest that I have been talking about, giving little hints um, on previous episodes. And I'm really so excited for you to hear um, our conversation. Um, But uh, just before I do that, I'm just going to give you a a couple more little things. Um, I've got Netflix recommendations and a couple of YouTube recommendations. Because a lot of us are going to be doing uh, some sewing, quilting, um, baking all getting the preparations done for our holidays and you know we either listen to podcasts or um, last weekend when I was sewing those bags I had Netflix on and what I watched on Netflix was there's a new I like documentaries and there's a new documentary on Netflix called Broken and it's four episodes and uh, the they have an episode on makeup an episode on vaping an episode on deadly furniture, and uh, the last episode is The Recycling Scam, which is um, basically about plastics. So uh, every one of these episodes was very interesting. I think, you know, my favorite ones was the makeup one, because I do... um, wear makeup and i do watch these makeup some of these makeup influencers on youtube and uh, marlena stell was um showcased on there and she is uh the owner of makeup geek makeup but um you guys should take a watch on these they're very interesting eye-opening and um just um, I just like to be aware, and any time that I can get a behind-the-scenes look at a certain industry, I love it. I I just I want to know, and um, you definitely will learn. You will learn about, you know, um, if you have small children, uh, to be careful with the furniture. And um, they called out a huge furniture company on this that was not being safe. And it's a big box name. So you can go watch that episode. Um, And uh, the makeup one was interesting. And really, it's kind of common sense. But just do not buy any name brand makeup or anything um, that's just like, on the internet out there anywhere like you really should just like you know buy it from the actual source like actual you know like dealer authorized places um so because it's it's pretty scary to see how close these um these um counterfeit makeup looks so similar to the real thing and let me tell you there's some gross stuff in that stuff so anyway all right I got to stop talking about that (laughs) and then the YouTube one I just discovered another new channel to me and it's called Northern Heart and Maria is the woman on there she's a young woman and she's in Sweden and she talks about her Swedish countryside life And um, it's so pretty, it's so picturesque, and she um, kind of educates on the Swedish lifestyle. Like, one of her episodes was called, Why Are All the Houses in Sweden Red? And it actually was a historical reference, Um, really interesting, and um, just, uh, I just, I just like watching that it just kind of you know sort of takes you away into another world and lets you kind of you know decompress and and that kind of stuff too sort of um kind of rekindles my um refreshes and regenerates my creative brain uh and the second thing that I've been watching recently on YouTube is this um she's called Emma I don't know how to say her last name, Lefebvre, Lefebvre, L-E-F-E-B-V-R-E, and she's a watercolor artist, and she was making watercolor Christmas cards, so I thought it was interesting, so then I got down that rabbit hole of watching that, Uh, so, and I have watercolor paints, so I pulled them out, and I tried to do the snowman one, and it's not as easy as she makes it look, but (laughs) even doing that was very cathartic for me and for me trying different arts and crafts really like gets my juices and mojo going and again so um yeah that's what I've been watching on Netflix and YouTube uh so let's let's go ahead and get into this episode my guest is Caterina Rochella and she is an art gallery fabric designer she's an artist She has a background in graphic design, photography, she takes beautiful photographs, she photographs her fabric line um, projects, and um, she's just a super talented woman, and she's very inspiring to me, and I love her work, Um, so I'm so excited to present this to you. Katarina Rochella is an artist, and she designs fabric for Art Gallery Fabrics. She lives in Belgrade, Serbia, and she's on my show. She's on my show. Hello, Katerina. I just had to do that. I had to get that out of my system.
0: <laughs> hi, hi, everyone. I'm so glad to be here. And so nice to be speaking with you, Stephanie, oh. and uh, to be able to speak with everyone else. Like, yes,
1: you know, yes. I, I'm like... so happy to have you on and um i'm pretty sure everybody here in america knows you and your fabrics because they're very popular <laughs> i see them all over instagram And, um, so now that I have you here, I just want to start at the beginning because, you know, (laughs) as I was doing research, I realized how there is so much depth to your work because there is, and I can see that with the layering you do in your designs. So I want to hear about your artistic and creative story about growing up in Belgrade, describing your life, and you grew up in an artistic family, and I want to know how it influenced your path to the artist that you are today.
0: Okay, thank you so much. <laughs> I'm so glad to, to hear everything you just said about me. Mm-hmm. And yes, actually, I grew up in an artistic family. Both of my parents, they are both artists. My mother, she is a ceramic pottery artist. And my father, he's a painter. So growing in such an environment uh, with creative on a daily basis regarding both of them I think it uh, influenced pretty much uh, what I am today and what I wanted to be and to become. So being being an artist is something that I think comes naturally, and I cannot imagine me being anything else. <laughs> <laughs> so it's something that really... Uh, inspires me on a daily basis and there is always so much you know to explore regarding this artistic field there are so many different materials so many different techniques and there is so much still to learn especially with you know nowadays there's there are so many um Uh, fields especially where there is media and where is uh, techniques and um, scientific uh, discoveries let's say so it helps with with many fields giving you another opportunities and chances to explore even better or more some kind of materials and uh, let's say artistic departments or uh, fields
1: Mm, yeah so true and um, I just I can't imagine, I can't imagine, but to have like parents that are in that artistic field is just amazing because your father <laughs> being a, a painter, right? Artist. And yes. I love pottery yes. too. So <laughs> that makes pottery. Yeah. is just so cool. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I could, <laughs> yeah
0: yeah no it's kind of crazy because you know it's it's i think it's different because our our house it was like a big studio because they had many many friends that came also from this artistic world, so they would gather together like almost every day you know even creating with other people and chatting so hearing about these kind of topics and being surrounded by art and you know going to exhibition and being surrounded with these things I think it's pretty much something that. Uh, it's very important for for my work even today. So yeah. I can I can I think that I'm very happy to be uh, to be, to be grown up in such um, such a family. Also, my sister yeah. she is very good. Um, she's a scenographer, so she's in a pro- film production, yeah. and she's very good with her with her work. And sometimes even before um, I started working with the AGF, I would go. And uh, I would be helping her with some, uh, you know, uh, sets and some props for the films and stuff like that. It was also very, very good and very well, and very nice, like a field of art to to explore and to meet some other people and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, and and that field too is relates to a, a very creative um, yes, environment definitely. in a whole yes. different aspect. So yes, it's exactly. nice to have a experience with that. And, um, yep. you know, I just I watched, I don't know if you're familiar with the show on PBS, um, Craft in America. Mm-hmm. It's been on for years. And I just watched um, this. Uh, they had a two episode special on um, you know, the culture and art in Mexico and mm. there were artists there and there were uh, like American artists that went down there and lived there for years. And the whole like message of this episode was that there are no borders in art.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I it think so. really
1: resonated with me. And I yes. knew that I was talking with you today, and I was thinking about your art, and you're <laughs> over halfway around the world from Art Gallery <laughs> Fabrics and yes, us. That's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, but yes, yes. I feel yes. no borders. I feel. You know what I mean? It's just like yes. creative art and artists have this just kindred um, connection. Yes. And yeah, it just... Yeah. Uh, so it's amazing, it yeah, is. and I was so
0: happy to during the quilt market, especially to meet so many people from different countries they would get art during the quilt market and it's fantastic even to know so many illustrators from all around the world that have their their own uh, stories and their own art and influence. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I think it's amazing that there are no borders today for these kind of things. It
1: is. It's fascinating. And even um, the founders of Art Gallery, I know that uh, they're from Argentina. Exactly. So it's just, yeah, uh, yeah, it's amazing. And I love that. And I wanted to ask you how your heritage and culture, you talked a little bit about about going to the museums as you're growing up and how it really Mm -hmm. was always in your life, but how it has influenced your art and your work.
0: Yeah, I think it is. Even sometimes when you even don't want to be influenced directly with that, it kind of uh, flows and sometimes goes out from, from different perspectives. And I remember when I was doing the, the second collection for our gallery fabric, which is called Recollection, I think that with this collection, my heritage was, um, let's say, the main inspiration for the collection. And I was thinking about, you know, what is especially... Uh, what is so special with yeah. my country that maybe some other countries don't have so that I can tell a story of, yeah. of that election. So I was thinking about there is the part of south of Serbia, which is called Pirate, it's a city. And they have the those killings that are called Pirate killings. Okay. And they're very popular in, uh, I mean, worldwide. Uh-huh. And they're very specific, you know, for that area. So I was kind of driven to that kind of, uh, weaving and kind of, uh, decor and, um, mm. um, um, let's say, I don't know how, uh, the ornamentation that right. is yeah. used in this kind of, uh, kilims and carpets. Mm-hmm. So I think it's very important to, to be aware where you're coming from and to tell a story to different people. So maybe it can inspire them as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think it's it's very interesting. I'm always also impressed with uh, other people's art and to know more about their cultures and their you know their countries and what's specific regarding their art and heritage.
1: And yeah, culture. me too. I I'm fascinated by it. I mean, I um, you know you know how like people were always like, oh, if you could do anything else in the world, what would you do? And I because th- I wasn't really exposed to real art until after I graduated college because I grew up in like a very just uh, structured. But I don't think it's only
0: because of the small cities
1: and and
0: areas. I think that people, even even my parents, that come from this kind of you know uh, background and everything, they're like you know when you're thinking about art, it's not something that that it's sure, let's say, certain regarding, you know, your life so that you have a certain position, like, I don't know, doctors or lawyers that have, you know, stability mm-hmm. uh, with what they do. But it's sometimes, you know, it's, it can be shaking, it can be tricky. It's, yeah. It also depends on, you know, how you manage and what you manage to do uh, with yeah. your art. But i think i'm I'm so happy that I finally found my my own path. and mm-hmm. I think that textiles although I finished the the graphic arts at the the graphic uh, the graphic department, I think that textiles is something that was always uh, a field that I wanted to explore more and I was always even when I was a little girl I always loved to to doodle like dresses of the dolls and mm-hmm. you know to, to dress up and um, also in my in my collages, in my drawings, in my paintings, there were also areas of of my uh, compositions that were dedicated to textiles. So certain um, like decoration in them would be you know they would have a lot of meaning to me because they were so you know decorative. Yeah. Yeah. inspired with some textiles and stuff like that so I think that I'm so so happy that I finally can do what I really want to do and but
1: that's got to be an amazing feeling yeah for sure <laughs> um, yeah because um, and it was a whole new world to me and you know fortunately I live in a very cultural city you know or just on the outskirts of Chicago so we have the Art Institute oh, yeah. which is wonderful so I kind of like started to immerse myself and and get more educated on it. And then I went back to school for interior design and really learned about, like, from yeah. the ancient times. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I would definitely choose kind of, like, that path for sure, which I'm kind of sort of sort of on that, again, by getting into, like, the quilting and, and yeah, sewing yeah, industry yeah. with interior design. But, yeah, I just think it's it's really fascinating. And I think one of the other differences with Europe and <laughs> the U.S., is that Mm -hmm. the U.S. for a long time, we're having a resurgence of it now, and I'm really happy with that, where artists are being taken more seriously as professionals. Mm -hmm. And it can be a profession, but for so many years, like the years I was growing up in the 80s and 90s, it was just like, no, that's not a real job. Exactly. That's (laughs) that's what I was thinking. Yeah.
0: (laughs) exactly yeah. yeah
1: but now it is it's really I, I really love the the resurgence it's almost like a Renaissance here and it makes <laughs> me really happy to yes. connect with artists like you so you do have art education though too so you like you said you yes. went you had graphic design right exactly I finished uh, also the the
0: secondary school was uh, the school for design and after that uh, I finished the uh, Uh, Academy of Applied Arts, the the Department of Graphic Arts, Mm -hmm. and now I'm uh, um, doing my PhD on the same department, on the same faculty. And this is something that is taking me a lot of time lately because <laughs> I'm really eager to to let's say, to complete it and finish because there is an exhibition that is waiting, you know, at the end of of this process. Oh. So yeah, I'm so I'm so into it now because I want to gather everything that I learned, like from paintings, from textiles, to graphics, and to do some kind of installation that would show everything that I did a little bit of it. Oh
1: wow, <laughs> that's exciting yes
0: and unfortunately I cannot show a lot of it and you know I cannot do like Instagram pictures and stuff like that so because until it's done it had to be a bit in secret sure so this is a kind of a thing that's it sometimes can be you know not very good and I don't I mean sometimes you know taking and having secrets is not so much fun but yeah this is this (laughs) is what actually yeah this is what occupies me lately Mm -hmm. a lot so I hope that I'm going to finish it next oh, year. Oh,
1: that's good. Oh, good. You will. Well, after <laughs> you finish it and it's out there, I'm sure you'll share it with us. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh. <laughs> that would be really great. Of um, yeah, on your you on your blog, uh, which is um, like butterflies and like, flowers, like flowers and butterflies, oh, like flowers yeah. and butterflies. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yes, because uh-huh. my blog actually started. I think more than 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah it, it was like maybe almost 15 years ago. And I had, uh, my kids were, were small. So I was thinking I was doing the, the custom clothes for them, for mm-hmm. kids. So I was thinking about the name of the brand. So I was thinking that, you know, kids are like flowers and butterflies. they you know, so special and uh, yeah. so fragile and so beautiful. So that was like, yeah. you know. The name that came to my mind. So
1: I like yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, thank I, I think you. Because <laughs> um, it to me, it also just kind of um, uh, characterizes your work, which yeah you know, also has regards- a lot of flower, flowers mm-hmm. and butterflies and yeah. nature. Yeah, which exactly. I also love. Right. Yeah. And um, so uh, on your blog, though, you have some different pages and. Um, you have you you have explored so many venues of art, <laughs> painting and illustration um, yeah. in, in addition to textile design, I mean it's really amazing, and that's when I really you know put it all together because uh, it, my very first um, recollection of um, you know discovering your art gallery collections was with um, Wonderland. I so love that collection. It's so one of my favorites. And um, thank you. (laughs) And then since then, I've just kind of followed you and your collections. And I'm just like, there's something about this designer and, before I even knew you were an artist, I'm like, it's very artistic. This is what I love about it. <laughs> so, you. yeah. And then when yeah. I saw your website, I was like, here, here it is. <laughs> this <Yeah>. is why.
0: <laughs> yeah, this, that's because I like to challenge myself. You know, every time with each collection, I have to do something different. I have mm-hmm. to impose to myself in some kind of palettes that maybe are not like my first choice or something. But I like to explore and I think that there there are no like boundaries to to where something can start and finish there is always something that you can push yourself you know yeah. more and do it even better and I really like with you know working with Pat and in our gallery fabrics I like how she sometimes it's it's a process you know to do a collection so she pushes us sometimes you know to do even better and more and sometimes I mean, speaking for myself, I even, mm, like, um, uh, how can I say? I don't expect sometimes, you know, the results and uh, what I came and w- what I count with uh, at the end. Mm-hmm. So with Wonderland, I think it was, like, my first collection when I did uh, some... Uh, uh, watercolor drawings and paintings that I scanned, and uh, I lately, and I and after that, I developed the whole collection based on this watercolor art and uh, artwork. So I think it's very dear to my heart as well because mm. I think that you can see like hand painted things and textures, and are really what I love the most in in this field of uh, art is the textures and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always like to have some layers and even if it's like just a normal blender, I like when it has this kind of, let's say 3D effect, a little bit that it's not something just flat. flat. Yeah, yeah, me yeah. too. Me too. I'm always <laughs>
1: looking for that. And um, uh, I noticed that the water, I, I i love watercolor fabrics. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah. Because I'm really, like you said, with the technology um, exactly, but we have today, and the fact that it can be printed and it really yes. does look like a watercolor. Exactly. Yeah. Is, is yeah. Really that's true. Cool. Yeah. And amazing.
0: And exactly. um,
1: and I, it, it, it was a little spin off of Alice in Wonderland, I think, too, or that's what I, inf- <laughs> I inferred to it, and I love Alice in Wonderland as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes, and the exactly. teacups and everything. So yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I love that. So, um, talking about graphic design, mm-hmm. how how do you blend computer graphic design with traditional forms like of your painting and mm-hmm. illustrations? I think you said it's by scanning. So that's what. you Yes, know. exactly. Okay. Yes, that's
0: that's where I use techniques to to mm-hmm. scan my art. This is what I love the most when when developing. It's hardly that I'm going to to computer because I work in the Photoshop. So it's very just a few times that I did my uh, my art and artwork directly in computer because I just like this kind of um, little um, imperfections yeah. that can be found you know, when you're doing something by, by hand. Mm-hmm. And even if it takes much time because later when you scan it and you get some um, like dots and mm. and textures that maybe are a bit tricky to to um, to just clean, mm-hmm. but I think that uh, I always get more, even if I if I uh, spend much time on cleaning them and uh, preparing them for the finals. I think it, it really brings something special to, to the final product and to a collection. And that's how I usually do the collection. So I firstly uh, go with the classical pen and paper. Mm-hmm. It's uh, also many times I just start with inks because I think inks and just water is my favorite medium. Okay. And occasionally I just like in the in the wonderland. I was doing the watercolors where there are some colors, but sometimes I just uh, do with you know just classical graphic uh, graphic pen, and then later when I scan it and through computer, I add some colors. Okay, so it depends on yeah. on the team, on what I want to achieve, and you know stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But
1: it's always fun. <laughs> yeah, that's I I and I gravitate towards that organic um, yes style are- of your. Yes. Of your fabrics and um, like you said even like if it's a blender or a solid I really love when you can have that texture infused yes. into it even though cotton is a flat fabric you can really do a lot to convey texture yeah, yeah for sure um, so <laughs> and I also saw too that you, you um, this is really to me I think it's a little bit rare that um, artists um. Also, also are good at art. Um, uh, Adobe Illustrator.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, no, I don't. I mean, I use Adobe Illustrator, but it's not not very much because okay. I think that the the lines because it's like the vector. It's different yeah. than the Photoshop. So I think in Photoshop uh the kind of the the textures and kind of the lines that you can achieve is much more organic as you said yeah. while an illustrator is is a vector it's better later for the production because mm-hmm. uh sometimes with a photoshop and those kind of lines you cannot achieve this kind of the like small very small and teeny and tiny lines and dots while an illustrator it it gives better results but i still prefer this this kind of like imperfections that mm-hmm. i can achieve only in photoshop yeah. okay At least I photoshop think, yeah yeah right, so good. i just work in photoshop
1: i see I okay prefer. great <laughs> yeah no yeah. that makes sense yeah definitely and um uh i i, don't, I can't remember I, t- I probably told you this before we start recording but your color palettes are exactly my color palettes and I love that because my favorite colors are purple aqua and teal and I read on your blog that those are your favorite colors and I'm like that's another reason you know like sometimes when you keep gravitating towards you know a certain line of fabrics or an artist and then you know sometimes I wonder I'm like why why do I I, first of all it's the color palettes and 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 the imperfections in the organic nature of your
0: Oh, yes, yeah, yeah.
1: Which I love. And um I love your 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 um compositions, which are a lot of nature and flowers and butterflies and just <laughs> whimsical too. I like the whimsy in yeah. it as well. So um Thank you so much. Yeah. Yes. I think I think the color palette can be
0: also something that can inspire the whole collection because Uh, For example, the line that I'm working on now is something completely different, but I get inspired with, with also periods. I mean, periodically I do this kind of collection where I'm inspired with some decades or some periods in art or in history. So I think it also influences what kind of the colors or shades I'm going to use in a collection. So I think it's very nice. But yes, definitely teal and mm. and uh, and purples are yeah. are my favorites. I also very like like uh, black and white mm-hmm. or this kind of graphic like grays. I think that grays are also yes. very yeah. very good for for collections. But I think that people. Mm, I think that people prefer like blues instead of grays. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I if I, if I get, got it correctly, but sometimes, you know, the the last collections, I think that I was using much more blue um, instead of instead of gray and um, I think that I would really love to do a collection that would be just black and white or maybe mm-hmm. with some grays mm-hmm. and stuff like that, like mm-hmm. monochromatic. One, yeah,
1: that would be which, good. Yeah, that would be yeah, really good. Just love
0: good. The, the quilts that are so like using just a few colors or just restricted color palettes or just black and white, which is, I think, fantastic. All right.
1: Which is the ultimate contrast to high and low, yes. which is really cool. And you can really like do, um, a cool, um, like pattern that emphasizes yes. that contrast, mm-hmm. um, in a quilt, um, for sure. Yeah. And then you, even when you do the warm color palettes, cause you have done collections of that. And, um, even most recently, um, your um, rayon fabric with the red poppies the oh yeah <laughs> background is a really those are the red poppies are really warm and and saturated and bright but they're grounded yes. with this um cool neutral and i yes. love warm with cools yes yeah, yeah. Navy, navy is one of my i know i love navy and indigo too <laughs> you can see my office i painted it um a really dark oh, yeah. navy yeah. A dark I navy, it. but it's in a super high gloss, so it bounces light back into the mm-hmm. to the space. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah. I noticed
0: that people really like this kind of dark blue navy. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's a very good neutral as well.
1: It is, yeah, I really yes. love that. And uh, because I, um, you know, I try to get myself out of that whole, you know cool colors are my thing um, but yes. I try to get into like, some of these warmer color palettes and I do love like this gold this like and you do that in your color palettes too but it's it's just a certain type of I think cause mm-hmm. your warm colors, are not muddied, and I think that's what I like. I don't really like warm colors <laughs> that have a lot of brown in them and get muddied up and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's, those are the warm colors that I really love, and you, you put those in your collections. So um, it's <laughs> <Thank> great. <you. laughs> I really, really like that. And um, your, um, your, yeah. the, some of your inspiration, too, I think, is you, you have this weekend home, and 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 the flowers. There's there's poppies. You know, you have photographs of those and mm-hmm. other wildflowers, and you've done like promo videos from there. Um, mm-hmm. This is beautiful. I mean. Yeah.
0: Thank you so much. Just,
1: I think you draw, I can kind of gather that you draw the inspiration from that. And and I I see mm -hmm. that you, you know, you even have like photographs of flowers and then you have your illustrations or water, you know, paintings right next to it. And I think it's really cool.
0: Yeah exactly. Yeah, I think the nature is absolutely the best inspiration and mm-hmm. it's always changing and you can always I mean I just can't get enough of certain flowers and certain aspects of for instance in spring when when everything is blooming and you know it's something so so exciting and um mm-hmm. uh, there is, uh, as you said, in, uh, even before when we spoke, uh, there is a house that we have just near Belgrade because Belgrade is a very uh, huge city and it gets crowded and it gets sometimes, you know, even the poll- pollution, let's say, and traffic and everything, sometimes it's just weird. So we like when we have time, of course, during weekends to, to go a little bit uh, in nature outside in the outskirts of Belgrade so we have this little weekend getaway house and the nature around it's called Frushka Gora mm-hmm. and the nature around it it's really amazing it's there are so many poppy i mean during the summer of course poppy uh, fields that are so 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 stunning and also other flowers and also my mother she's an avid gardener and she always likes to plant so many different flowers and uh, there is also a print in the my lavish collection that I named mom's garden so (laughs) just had to photograph uh, that place and her garden uh, during summer with many roses and different kind of daisies and small flowers that I don't even know the names Mm-hmm. So it was really, really something that had to, uh, to be um, uh, showed in in a collection. So uh, yeah, really-
1: yeah, and I uh, one of the photos you took of your mother's garden is is so beautiful because it's 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 more like a real natural wildflower garden instead of like a very sharp yes. sharply curated, you exactly. know. And I love that. I love yes. it so much. I'm going to yes, do me. that actually in my backyard <laughs> garden next year. Uh- <laughs> there are so many, let's say, weeds that are so beautiful, like yeah.
0: flowers and different plants that really grow like by themselves. Even poppies, um, some wild poppies, it's amazing how they grow by, you know, by nobody's planting them, actually. And I'm yeah. so, so impressed with you know but every every year there is like a second spot with poppies in our garden or in the near nearby fields yeah
1: right right and and the flowers in her garden I notice are just because it's more like a wildflower thing um the there's like this backdrop of like the different shades of green of the foliage and then these flowers just pop it's it's just it, re, it's, it reminds me of like that Giverny garden of Monet's, um, oh, isn't it? so much. It does. That's what <laughs> yeah. it, I love it. I just,
0: yes. you know, I she, love- she's doing her best. I mean, not all the time <laughs> she succeeds. So she succeeds with all the plants and and stuff that she likes to 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 plant and to grow. But sometimes it's really you know amazing how how nature itself uh, really behaves and and um awards you with so many beautiful you know things that you cannot imagine you know, so mm-hmm. yeah,'m so happy to uh to be able to enjoy these flowers every every season i mean every is uh their own flowers and
1: yeah and- yeah this i i enjoy the seasonal flowers here too, and just uh, vegetables and everything I just like you know we're kind of in this day and age where you know you can get these vegetables and fruits all year round but it's just it's not the Mm. same so I really at first I was excited I'm like oh we can get strawberries in December but they don't taste like the strawberries (laughs) in June so now I try to really like shop seasonally like it was Mm. the old days (laughs) because it's so much better and I think I appreciate that more when you know like it's it's cherry season, you know, here, so you just do everything cherries and, you know, the yeah. next late summer it's peach season, so I love it. And uh yes. And you use that a lot, too, in your photos and stuff. I think you had, like, your daughter yes. was picking cherries, and there was one photo with the raspberry bushes, and I love Yeah, loved, exactly. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah, we, are so,
0: we are so lucky to have so many, because that area, actually, it's very, let's say, popular with so many different fruits. And we have really so many different kinds, and it's everything. I mean, we didn't plant it, it just maybe, you know, recently, just a few more, let's say, apples or pears or something really? like that. But yeah, but it actually everything was already there, so it's it's amazing. There is one apricot tree that is, I think, even hundred years old. It's amazingly um, tall, and it's even started a little bit to dry because I think it's so so old. But mm, mm-hmm. it's it gives you so many amazing apricots, and I really I really love that. Yeah. That is
1: amazing. Oh. I am just (laughs) a little bit jealous of that, but I also love it. I just, it's so amazing that it's just there for you, and that area is so beautiful. Um, It is, and I know you love your summers too because (laughs) you post about your summer vacations. And I don't know if these are like local beaches to around where you're at, or if you travel, but the beaches are gorgeous out there. They're just like amazing.
0: Yes. I think that uh, because when I was little, um, usually um, we were going to the Creation uh, uh, coast, and that's where my mother uh, eventually even grew up. So I think that Croatia's country and the beaches in Croatia are so, like, not touched, let's say. They're not, uh, like, um, very trafficated and very um, uh, civilized. Yeah, you know, there's, like, a cafe or a restaurant on every beach, like, maybe in Greece or some other parts of of uh, some other countries like in Italy, maybe. So what I like is this kind of wild, natural, you know, coast and beauty and sea. And, when when we uh, when we choose the places to go, you know, for for the summer holidays, I like to, to to go to the places that are, let's say, untouched. Or even if there are maybe some popular beaches and and places, we always like to explore, you know, some parts of the uh, country or island or you know, depending where we are going, that is a little bit more natural regarding beauty and mm-hmm. you know, landscape and and everything. And fortunately, you know, in Croatia and in Greece and in Italy, you can always, you know, find these kind of uh, Mm. spots are so 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 beautiful. They
1: are so gorgeous, and it's it's, Mm. it's, okay. So Croatia, because I used to work with um, a woman who is from Croatia, and she would show me photographs of of those same type of beaches, and they were the most beautiful, like things I have ever. Maybe one day I can see it in person, but it was just amazing. You have, to, Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. And I (laughs) I like that, too, because um, even I I love going to Northern California. And Northern California kind of has that sort of untouched Mm -hmm. along the coastline. Yes. And um, Mm -hmm. we stayed at this place called Shelter Cove, which is it's it's amazing because you go through these real tall redwood trees.
0: Mm -hmm. And then
1: there's uh, mountains. And then there's the coastline. And and then there's this one place that has a black sand beach. And it was just all rough, rugged, and not really developed. And we loved it. It was just like, you know, yeah, yeah, it's so beautiful. And um, I'm kind of like that anyway, because I don't like crowds and... (laughs) yeah, I'm kind, neither, yeah. I'm kind of a recluse anyway, but <laughs> <laughs> but I do enjoy that and I find a ton of inspiration from even going to those places. so and nice. um, I love seeing your photographs. And your photographs, thank you. Your photographs are really beautiful and um, I guess maybe did you learn that from working with your sister?
0: Or no, are you I, had, just... I had studied because during the uh, my faculty, we had, because in the graphic department, there is like also photography, like oh. an apartment for itself. So the one that I was going to, it's more for illustration and for uh, printing. But you could go all the, all the also <laughs> to the photography department. So we had to study for one year at least photography classes. Oh, wow. So this is where eventually, but um, dead days because it was like at the end of last century, which (laughs) sounds a bit weird. But we we usually we were learning about you know developing the films, you know Mm. the classical ones. and those kind of you know the the composition was like one of the first lessons that you would learn so you would have like a still still life you would have to do the composition and then to photograph it using different lights and lighting so I think that uh, the the composition I mean for all kind of arts especially the visual arts is like the most important thing and I think that I learned a lot during these days. And even in my secondary school we also had photography. So it was like the basic old things and stuff, so, but actually you you really learned something. That and is it's, a great so
1: skill to have. Um yeah. I I am not the best photographer, but I was noticing that just even your vacation photos. <laughs> 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 are like professional photos so i I had to ask you about that because they're just amazing and i don't Uh, i mean do you even photograph your art gallery um
0: yes i really like to i when i do yeah when i do a quilt or when i have to to do a quilt First thing that I like to imagine, it's like, you know, the uh, the backdrop or, you know, the, the surrounding of the quill, because there are so many beautiful locations here that, you know, there are some kind of really old seat, uh, buildings or walls, you know, something that can be really good contrast to uh, something that is like whimsical in design. So I really like that. And I really like to, to photograph the uh, my products, let's say, and yeah. my, my quill.
1: Yeah, they beautiful. I love it. Oh, that's so that's so yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, they're <laughs> they're really pretty. Um, I like <laughs> to you. to take some tips. Yeah, really, I really enjoy. Yeah,
0: yeah. All of the technology, I think today is really you know so so good and so that's, I mean basically every everyone can be a good photographer with a good equipment. So I think mm-hmm. it's something that nowadays is much much different than you know before.
1: Oh yeah, because so, before everything is so manual and yes. It's hard. Yes. It's hard to learn. Yeah. I mean, exactly. It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I took uh, when uh, this was like maybe I don't know seven eight years ago, or maybe even ten years ago, where we got our first DSLR camera, my husband and I, <laughs> and we took a class, and he was talking about all that manual stuff, yeah, with the aperture, my, aperture, oh, is, and all that. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, then. Yeah. A nightmare in a couple of months we forgot everything so that photographer came back to town another year a couple of years later and we took the same class
0: again. <laughs> yeah you have to practice i think it's yeah even like language if you don't speak the language you you forgot mm-hmm. yeah, so mm-hmm. i think it's those kind of skills as well
1: yeah yeah, yeah. It's a whole different <laughs> thing but let's talk about your sewing and quilting so you said earlier that you you first uh, were sewing um you know for your kids and a kid's uh, clothing mm-hmm. line um yes and and growing up you know in an artistic family was there any sewing at all where i mean how, no. how soon did you learn how to sew
0: no, actually, in my family, I had the two, uh, um, it was my two aunts, let's say, that were sewing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was the only sewing in my family. And But my mother, she, she got uh, a sewing machine which was like broken. So every time that I wanted to eventually to learn something, it just didn't work. Mm -hmm. Or if it was working, it was like so, you know, messy and everything seemed so complicated. Mm. So, um, I was actually, um, I had my first daughter. It was uh, like 18 years ago. (laughs) I cannot imagine (laughs) it. Yeah, but it was 18 years ago, and I actually couldn't go to my studio to do the the printing process because it was involving so many acids and you know um, different kind of chemicals Mm -hmm. that were like hurting me regarding you know my because I was also pregnant before and after I was um, nursing her and everything. So I just didn't. it was right you know regarding this let's say lifestyle so I wanted to to do something that is like more more quiet let's say that is that I can do from home and in home so actually uh I took that uh, sewing machine from my mom to a repair service and they repaired it Ah. and I cannot believe like the first time when I sat down and it was like sewing regularly with all the stitches (laughs) I mean, it could do only the straight stitch and the zigzag stitch, but that was all. But it's it was it, it felt amazing, That's really. all so, kind
1: of you mostly need for like? <laughs> yes, I would say exactly. what ninety percent <laughs> of the sewing. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. So uh, then
0: I started uh, buying some Burda magazine because that was the only magazine that we could have uh, in the in our country, and you know I was. Uh, challenging also myself with some kind of patterns to see if I can do that, if it's something difficult or not so much. And then I realized it's not really so difficult. It just takes a little bit of time and, you know, experience is also so much in, in sewing. So, I started sewing some basic clo- clothes and you know stuff, and then uh, I realized that it's something that I can really do, maybe even for life. Because I started to uh, to spend so much money buying fabrics <laughs> from US and from you know right. everywhere because the patterns and you know the <laughs> colors. And I remember that was that that period. It was Amy Butler, you know, mm. very she was very popular because she yeah. was maybe the only one doing this kind of modern. Um, right fabrics oh. at least I mean that's that's the first one that you know that, No,
1: that's true I think that she is the first one she's kind of like that pioneer of modern fabric yeah. design mm-hmm. yeah
0: so I started spending so much time on these beautiful fabrics that I actually I was thinking that maybe I can do something that I can sell so those money I can spend and you know on fabrics without feeling guilty <laughs> Yeah. and that's how it started you know so there yeah. were at that period there were so many ebay groups because etsy didn't uh, appeared at uh, these days mm-hmm. yet so there were so many ebay groups you know there were women that were gathered in these groups with the interest mm-hmm. so sewing so was one of them so we had uh like launches i don't remember if was like one lunch uh, or two lunch a month, or something like that, so we would uh, okay. have like uh, a team for a lunch, like let's say it, w- it would be inspired even all uh, or by the fabric collection, mm-hmm. or by some kind of the event or I don't know holiday like I't okay. know Christmas or yeah. Halloween or theme like okay. that. So we every one of us we would usually be like 10 maybe in a group would have um, you know their vision of uh, of a team through a through an outfit i mean there were different even uh, you know ladies that were sewing different kind of things like maybe some for the boys some for the girls and some were doing accessories like hair accessories and stuff like that okay. so it was very nice you know to do this kind of different uh, launches and teams and to, mer- to learn more about you know yeah. some
1: It's almost like a cooperative, and yeah, and And, you uh, learn from each other. That that's really interesting. I like that. Uh huh.
0: And I always felt so, you know, terrible because usually they were all, um, all of them were uh, were from US. So they would be spending, you know, they would be sending actually, you know, via post some items to photograph. So maybe the designer that was doing, you know, jewelry or bows or something for the care would be sending this to a lady that was sewing an outfit. So mm-hmm. she would photograph everything. And it was so easy, you know, living in one territory, let's say, and for me it would be, you know, so much time and uh, I couldn't like uh, enjoy this kind of col- collaboration, you know, at that time. But mm. I think, I mean, now with different kind of even post, like, you know, expedited things and stuff, oh, yeah. I think it's different nowadays it as is. well. It is so different. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. But I, I
0: still so enjoy meeting so many different and beautiful women and inspiring artists, you know, doing different kind yeah. of techniques and crafts.
1: Yeah. I think that enriches um, anyone's yep. life and creativity in 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 their, in their craft or sewing or whatever. I, yes. I love getting together with other people who sew, and that's why we have quilt guilds here too. I mean, just they, exactly, they just yeah. like need that interaction yeah. with each mm. other and. Um, And it's, it's nice to have that relationship with other people that love the same thing you do, (laughs) because not every, (laughs) not every people and person in your daily life is, does that and they don't understand the joy that you get from it. Yeah, and the fulfillment. So Oh, that's really good. So you started off with that. Yeah.
0: Yes. And I also remember that that was also the first time that I had to experience some uh, uh, blogging and some uh, language like, you know, uh, online and uh, some HTML because we we had to, to write the codes and do the wow. templates, you know, for this kind of launches. But it, it was so fun because <laughs> I think otherwise I would never learn that, you know, but <laughs> It was, it was really great, you know, to, to share some experiences and, um, you know, many things that I learned from them. And I still have some of these people and ladies, you know, as friends. Oh, nice. So it's very, very good. Oh, yeah. And I said because uh, before you were talking about blogging and really it was a period with, uh, when people would usually use, you know, blogs for this kind of interaction with other people, you know, showing what they de- right. do what they achieved and this and that and nowadays i think with the instagram and facebook i think blogging is a little bit um postponed or maybe not so you know in use anymore and even me i, I feel so lame when i have to go to blog and log in and you know think <laughs> about what i'm going to you know say and to do you know to attach pictures and everything so i think yeah but your
1: blog posts are i mean even <laughs> even even if you don't blog for let's say you do a blog post once a quarter even, I love that. Because (laughs) you're not just saying, oh, blah, 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 done. You're you're telling a story and you have these beautiful photographs to, you know, show what you're talking about. Just like that one in August with the the dress that you designed Mm -hmm, with mm -hmm. the fabric. So you're still, I mean... To me, uh, seeing that fabric, that dress design that you did uh, for the listeners, go check out her blog post and I will uh, put a link. But (laughs) yeah, it it, it looks pretty easy, but it's so elegant and it showcases your rayon fabric like perfectly. So it also kind of is a selling tool for the fabric because sometimes uh, people can't visualize what Mm -hmm. to make with that fabric and then when you see it in a beautiful dress then they're like whoa I love that fabric now you know what I mean so I think it helps a it lot. helps a lot. Mm-hmm. I think it's very important. I really like that yeah. with art gallery fabrics that they're doing,
0: uh, and they're providing the lookbooks for every collection that they do. So uh, makers and other people that maybe oh, want to yeah. do something but don't have you know an accurate idea about what is yes. going to be. So I think it gives a really good uh, inspiration, let's say, for eventual ideas and mm-hmm. and makes
1: it does. I love the art gallery lookbooks. I'm on their email list, so I'm like. <laughs> On top of it, with them, <laughs> with them. Yeah, they're really think it's nice. Yeah, yeah, so, so, so good. And yeah. I mean, uh, I, there's other fabric companies I love out there too, but I just, I mean, this, this art gallery just does it in a, a way, different way that I love, and it's, it's, it's for me. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Thank um, you. Yeah. I but, so. Yeah, and I, I know Instagram, but um it's gotten so commercial too and that's just what I wanted to say yeah Yeah. and I think that it really doesn't take the place of a really good blog post that tells a story and is personal and yeah that's true makes that direct relationship I feel the same
0: way and that's that's why, um, lately I'm not so very, you know, like present on Instagram because I feel every time when I go to Instagram, uh, there is so many advertising, marketing mm-hmm. things, you know, objects yeah. and, and photos that I really, I'm not too interested in seeing right? and, you know, to arrive to what you want to see, it takes time. So mm-hmm. it arrives like you're spending so much time on the telephone looking and watching on things that you even are not interested in seeing mm-hmm. and it kind of gets, gets bored. So I don't know if yeah. that maybe has to do with followers or activity or something, but for me, sometimes it's, it's very, you know, stressful, you know? Yeah, to
1: no, I go. agree. And <laughs> Yeah. Um I do the same thing. I kind of am not I know they say you're supposed to, you know, post so many times and at certain times of the day and all I just don't even follow any of that. And <laughs> yeah, if, me neither. if I have something to say or show then yeah. I do it. Um yeah. and I'm not so um I'm not so hungry for like 10,000 plus followers, although I yeah. guess you're supposed to be because then you'll get maybe then I would get sponsors but, <laughs> for my podcast. Yeah. Um, but I also heard recently that Instagram might do away yeah. with likes because so, they want to bring it back to what it was intended for and how oh. it was used originally for artists and creators
0: yeah. I so, so i hope so too i'm
1: wondering about that i'm gonna i want to see if they actually do that because yeah, exactly. i think that would be a good thing
0: yeah. yes i think so as yeah. well yeah Mm-hmm. because I think now it's it really lose what what it was at the beginning because it was really something different and mm-hmm. I rather go to Pinterest nowadays you know to look and to search for something that I'm really interested in seeing and Right and yeah what I want to see yeah so yeah, definitely well, let's see. <laughs> yeah,
1: for sure and um so then uh, did you started quilting um when you started to design fabrics for art gallery? Yes. So and mm-hmm. you started designing fabrics uh what, 2014? Yeah.
0: Exactly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Actually I started a little bit before because um I was uh, on spawn spawn pl- spoon flower. Oh yes. And- I had a few, I mean, actually yesterday I went there because they're having some promotion for, for everything. So I went to check uh, to my, because I'm selling wallpapers on Spoonflower. We're going to talk about that. Yeah, so I that I have like one thousand designs. Yeah, uploaded <laughs> to Spoonflower, which is really a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. I went and I was there present for let's say maybe three years before <laughs> uh, having a deal with garlic Fabrics. And I also really, really like the community behind Spoonflower. There are so many beautiful and interesting designers and illustrators and artists, and there are you know some Flickr groups where they discuss and share some different kind of of aspects and problems and uh-huh. you know uh, techniques and everything so I think it's really really good even for people that are interested uh, to start you know having some kind of skills or uh, okay. just to start okay. with maybe textile designs I think it's a great way to learn more because they offering you um, like the, the software is working like you can see your design uh, working in different kind of repeats yeah. so I think it's very yeah. nice. Mm-hmm. the start, you know, to start learning about that as well, about the scaling, and to, to do the collections that have a little bit of everything regarding main main fabrics and main prints, and also some kind of blenders, and to tell a story also through a collection. And yes, I started working with uh, Argali Fabrics in two thousand uh, actually thirteen, but in fourteen, my first collection went out. It mm-hmm. was indelible, mm-hmm. and. I was really, you know, out of the moon. I'm still, I'm still am happy, you know, Mm -hmm. to work Mm -hmm. with them. And they're really so, so good. And they're real family, you know, behind, you know, everything. And Mm -hmm. it's, they're very supportive and I really feel so blessed to be Mm -hmm. one of their artists. Oh, good. So yeah, Yeah. actually when, when I had my first collection, I mean, I tried to do some kind of quilts and quilting even before, but it was like, more like visual, because I would uh, see something like a picture of the block and something. so I would go i would i would I thought in my head that it's something easy. like it just you know straight lines <laughs> yeah, and yeah. cutting and you know piecing. so it's it's not a big deal. but then I realized it takes. Really a lot, you know, to learn how to do it properly, about mm-hmm. everything that can even help you, you know, to do it correctly without skewing and having something mismatched and, you know, chaotic like, yeah. you know, my, my quilts at the beginning. And I remember also when I did my first uh, quilt for the quilt market Mm -hmm. with the Indelible Collection, it was done with the serger. Oh, wow. wow. (laughs) Yes, because, of course, I love serger because it really, you know, saves you a lot of time, you know. regarding. I love my
1: serger. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, so I wasn't thinking that there is even, like, Another uh, like dimension <laughs> regarding the seam allowances <laughs> and, and ironing and pressing the fabrics uh-huh. after you actually piece them. So, <laughs> so I did everything with the serger and it was also noticeable because uh, the quilt was done with the whole square triangles, which were like two inches So they were really, really tiny. Yeah, yeah, little. So in a complete mess of little triangles, you would see that there were some kind of imperfections regarding the quilting and quilts and everything that I wanted to manage just with how I thought that I'm going to, you know, to do without any real experience. Mm -hmm. And then... The first quilt market, really, it was such a good and great experience. And even seeing all the quilts, especially those professional and done in the, uh, in the like exhibition area, they were like something that completely blew my mind. It mm-hmm. was another feel of art that I really didn't imagine it even existed. It really it's,
1: is, yeah. It's amazing, amazing. yeah. Because yeah. I I came to quilting really. Uh, almost around the time of you, I think I took my first quilt class in 2010, but I really didn't put it to use and practice until right around 2014 as Mm -hmm. to like completing quilts. Because I was so, I would make some tops, but the class that I took didn't do the whole thing. They just did the top. So I'm like, well... (laughs) How do I finish this? Wow. And then I was intimidated to quilt it, and so finally I just did it. I mean, it's just because I have—I'm head of an issue of being a perfectionist, and that's a bad thing. So mm-hmm. quilting has actually taught me—you would think yes. that it would teach you to be a perfectionist, and it can the old school type of way. But that's what I love about the modern quilting because you mm-hmm. just—it doesn't have to be perfect and done finished is better than. <laughs> perfection which is not going to get finished right and so with every quilt with every quilt you learn more and your skills just improve much more so yeah Mm -hmm. that's good do you still do your quilts for your fabric lines and stuff I like that because I think it puts a real personal personal yeah, touch to touch your people. collections mm-hmm. I think so yeah
0: we are everyone uh, that is designing for Argali fabrics has to uh, do uh, the, their own design for the like free uh, quilt pattern okay. that goes with every collection uh-huh. and I think it's always you know something I like to be challenged also to do something that is like not a traditional it is modern but uh-huh. that is different you know with regarding team of the fabric collection and I also try to uh, to push myself to do something that is more uh, that is even not just basic uh, piecing mm. and or or even that is basic piecing, but then uh, there is some kind of the idea regarding color or mm. shading or you know gradient or value effects or something like that.
1: Yeah, two quilts of yours come to mind about that. The one um, you do like kind of like this pixelated. Um, one is a flower, like a, a flower, like the the red, right? Is that? Am I thinking of the? There right is name? a big rose, the big. Big rose. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. And then uh-huh. the one, the other one that you made, I think it was for your son, with the kind of like the deer, um, the deer head. I have-
0: yeah the deer head it's and the, that the was pixelated
1: effect, too right yes,
0: yes yeah that's, that's really so interesting
1: square. but but that they're is. all squares but they create yes. this composition that is like yeah. outstanding <laughs> yeah it's pretty cool yeah. like you know that's what people love thank <laughs> you love, so much they yeah, love yeah. to like be able to you know not, not to be as co- to look a lot more complicated than it really was and that's what that does <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I think that the one that I did for my recent and upcoming collection that is coming out in December, it's Ertin. Uh, it's a little bit, uh, it's simple, I'd say, but it's a little bit more complicated because it actually, uh, involves some kind of the, uh, strip piecing and cutting mm. and there are like shapes of the mountains. So they are basically triangles, but, mm-hmm. uh, when you assemble the, the, the peaks and little pieces, you already have, you know, done like halfway regarding some piecing. And I think it's it's going to be very interesting, you know, to see what people are going to think about that. If it's going to be something that uh, it will look like not oh, so basic and not yeah. so difficult. Or it's, because I think that's everything that I did is very like simple regarding, you know, quilting, but yeah. with you know the combinations of colors, maybe you achieve some good, let's say, effects and mm-hmm. uh, results. Yeah. So I'm so curious to, to find oh, yeah. out. And let's talk about this then.
1: Last... Yeah. It's, yeah. Co- it's, so we're recording this earlier, but it'll, it'll go up probably around early December and December is the time mm. that this collection is going to be released. So so right exactly yeah, 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 yeah and it's called <laughs> earthen so yes. yeah go ahead i'm sorry to interrupt you <laughs> no, no 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 it's okay
0: it's good. <laughs> no so it, it's it comes out in december and uh it's a collection that is uh inspired with uh, let's say uh winter with also some woodland it's the woodland team let's say as as uh, uh, main and uh It's the first collection actually uh, when, oh no, it's not the first, it's the second, because we had the the 20 prints before and now we are uh, 16 per collection regarding the designs. So it was a little bit, let's say, tough to to do a collection that uh, can tell Let's say, entire story, because it's inspired with with Earth, mm-hmm. with Mother Earth and all the beauties and textures, like you know, ground and and stuff like that mm-hmm. that uh, comes from the Mother Earth. Mm-hmm. So, as I said, um, it's it was a little bit difficult to tell a story through only sixteen prints, but I think that um, I have a good uh, amount of, of, of uh, um, um, let's say, love valued. Prints and yes. those that are like more uh, darker and medium ones. So I think mm-hmm. that um, I, can, I can tell a good story even to a quilt regarding those shades mm-hmm. and I was working just yesterday uh, on my second pattern for this collection and I think it's it's a very nice one and I'm so uh, curious also you know to, to have it um, because my roles are still not in I have only strike offs and I cannot wait for the whole collection tribe so that I can start sewing with it
1: Yeah, uh, our gallery sent out like just kind of like a real uh, you know sort of like a sneak peek and of see what the different patterns yes. are and it looks really mm-hmm. nice in it that that is going into like more of the earth tone colors and like there's a pretty like sort that. of like a deep gold um mm-hmm. there's a pattern that- i really love um it's on a a light background and you've got like two tones of like the i don't know burnt orange and gold and br- maybe brown but it's like leafy
0: Yes, it's like a Lunaria, I think. The yes, that's it. That is- yes, Lunaria.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. And I I see that fabric and I think that would make absolutely gorgeous drapery panels. Wow. <laughs> and, yeah, and thank I, you. And I, I mean, this is kind of like my wish list, I would say, of like that – I don't know. If, I I know it's hard for like a quilt fabric company to to go into like home deck, but because I'm an interior decorator designer decorator whatever, mm-hmm. and um, if they would just make like you know how they just make a couple of rayons fabric a couple mm-hmm. of patterns into a rayon, if they would make a couple of those also in home deck width, fifty four inch wide, so that people can make draperies. And exactly. shower curtains and Roman shades, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, with some of your statement prints, and that one would be a perfect one to do in a fifty-four inch wide. Yeah, and secondary <laughs> it yeah. is maybe I should work for our gallery, but maybe I should. I think that, yeah, secondary, secondary yeah is to, to do if they would do the a the linen print. cotton blend with this home deck fabric. <gasps> exactly. the texture, That's, yeah, right. I know.
0: All yeah, right. I asked. I asked for <laughs> that. Actually. Yeah. Oh, you did. Yes, yeah, like I don't know. There is a print in my blight collection that is actually on linen cotton fabric. It's printed on that, and ah. I was hoping that maybe I could have something like that with this collection. But uh, they may they're uh, they're saying that maybe you know in the future there is going to be something like that. So <gasps> oh, I don't know. I'm gosh. I'm hoping as well because I'd that's hope my so favorite too. one. Yeah, oh, I like yeah. the texture. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have the canvas. I don't know if you have tried their canvas. It's also so so good. Mm-hmm. It's very. Uh, I have it yet.
1: Yeah, I should try okay, it. Yeah. I've only it's tried the rayon sexy. knit. I have your knit. Um, I, ha- I have to make it. It's all pre-washed and I searched the edges. It's, <laughs> it's from. Um, it's that lavender background, and you have a white um, like line drawing pattern. With the butterflies are in color. Uh, Was it? Ah, uh, the uh, grid. Pixel, Pixel Fly and Lavender Pixelated
0: uh, Garden or yes. Eden or something yes. I'm not yes. sure about the names of, of my friends Because I'm not always oh. the one that actually names Oh, the, the okay, person. yeah, yeah but Sometimes, uh, you know, there is a God <laughs> that is so creative with the names And yeah. she's always, you know, doing something that is so, like, out of the world And for <laughs> me, it's like I have to search in the vocabulary What is it, you know, yeah. what does it mean uh. So it's really great how she comes with certain uh, names. Oh, I
1: see. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's really it's pretty, but I so love fun. that <laughs> knit fabric. And yeah. um I'm making a pair of pajamas, like the actual, you know, like the top with the long sleeves and the and the pants. Mm-hmm. So I can't yeah, yeah, I mean yeah. their knit is so beautiful. That's why I like about yeah, the, their fabrics great. too. The substrate is just their cotton is almost mm-hmm. like a sateen, which I love. Yeah. And uh, yeah. the knit is really soft and and just yeah. very good quality. But anyway, we're t- so w- with the, the I have to try the canvas, but I I hope mm-hmm. that they do the linen cotton home deck size. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I, I hope so too.
1: <laughs> I think that would be good, and a lot of uh, quilters and and um, you know they they the rayon is are for you know people who sew clothes too. So I mean they have kind of like encapsulated a market that kind of does a little bit of everything. I mean that's what I do. Yeah. I, I mm-hmm. sew a little bit of everything. Um, yeah, but quilting being a, a big. Emphasis in my, I mean, it's sort of quilting has kind of taken over. I think for you too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> taken over most. The of only it. thing, yeah, the only thing <laughs> that i actually doing besides yeah. sewing, some
0: sometimes I sew the, the costume because my, my kids they are into Latin dancing, so sometimes I I just sew the costumes for oh, them. Oh wow! The, uh, com- competitions and stuff like that. But basically, I'm into quilts, and uh-huh. I'm always so you know so glad to learn even more regarding quilting and yeah
1: quilting. i know yeah, there, yeah. there's so much there's so much to that's learn so many that's different, that's different types of techniques i'm with you on that it's it's, it's like an endless yeah. endless exactly. possibility. you i i just don't even think i in my lifetime i could make everything that i want i want to make yeah. <laughs> with quilting so um but yeah so let's just talk about any other you have earthen coming out in december by art gallery mm-hmm. fabrics, yeah. and um, we talked a little bit about spoonflower. And so now that you're a designer for art gallery, you don't have fabrics up on spoonflower, but you have wallpaper exactly. And my, my like almost there. a thousand <laughs> patterns, of yes. it's, it's amazing. Yes. I didn't even know that was on there. So, everybody yeah. listening, go to spoonflower. I'll, I'll put the link, <laughs> I'm going to put the link in the show notes. Um, but it's it's really nice. I love you have graphics. You have everything. It's really it's really nice. So yeah, and, and wallpaper is big again. So a lot of I people think are so, doing yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: When, I, when I went last time in uh, Portland for my quilt uh, show, it was for the Decadence collection. I tested actually uh, for the first time the wallpaper because I ordered it ordered it from uh, Spoonflower. Mm-hmm. So I did just one wall covered with that wallpaper mm-hmm. and it was really amazing. Mm-hmm. I was so surprised with how easy it would, you know, just with a bit of water and sponge that I had, it would adhere so nicely. And even you can even, you know, replace it and uh, put it even better together if you're not like certain of how it goes, you know, Mm -hmm. at the first touch. So Mm -hmm. it's really something that I think uh, everyone can do. And I think, yeah, yeah, they occasionally even offering some kind of discounts. And Mm -hmm. uh, now, for instance, they're offering some uh, free shipping and stuff like that. So I think it's a good way to to decorate and to change a little corner or, yeah. or areas I, of, of house or
1: it's true know. yeah i think it could d- d- dramatically change the look of a room <laughs> just like throwing a couple of new pillows in there can do too and it's like yeah you know, exactly yeah oh good <laughs> so everybody check out her wallpaper and <laughs> thank uh, you so much yeah thank you so much for coming on the show i really so appreciate it and um, so grateful that I got a chance to talk with you. <laughs>
0: no thank you I'm so grateful to you because yeah. I really like, love this opportunity and even to meet you and to, to chat with you and it's
1: yeah, really it's been great. Okay <laughs> well we'll do it again when you have okay. uh, more collections coming out of course. Alright <laughs> thanks thank you so much for having me well I hope you enjoyed this episode and I wish all of you the most happy and wonderful holiday season and the end of 2019 I will be back in the new year of 2020 I sound like I feel like Barbara Walters 2020 all right see you next time thanks for listening to the make and decorate podcast the podcast is produced recorded and edited by Stephanie Socha until next time